Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for week three of the Left Coast Gamblers. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks. And we are back to recap what was a crazy up and down, no good, very bad week for most of us gambling. But hey, that's what happens. You roll with the punches and you move on forward. Dangles, however, not to say, not if you to listen to me, the luckiest not if you man listen in the room. To me. Dangles, we know, Dangles, we know. Dangles, we will save your gloating for the King of the Coast segment, uh-huh. but just no, I left this podcast going because I always re-listen to what all the picks were, make sure we did okay with them, and I re-listened to it going, you know what, Dangles was getting a little bit too big for himself. Though two weeks ago he was making smart, intelligent decisions. This week he's throwing money line teasers and overs, and he's feeling himself. And you know what? He made more money than any of us, so let Dangles cook, baby. And let's not forget, he also did uh, quietly recommend maybe picking up Eli Manning for a fantasy QB, <laughs> or if you had extra yeah, that bucks, might have maybe throwing um, 11-1 to on the maybe Dolphins. Take, maybe take my betting uh, advice and not my... My um, fantasy waiver wire okay. QB speaking advice. Of, speaking of these QBs, we've had now Andrew Luck, Nick Foles, Sam Darnold, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, and at the time of recording, Cam Newton. Almost or over one-fifth of the Week 1 starters are not going to be playing for the majority of this season, and it is starting to get really, really rough. Drew has a little bit to talk about these QBs later, but just know, I've talked about this before. We have been in a boon, in an absolute boon of quarterback play these past few years. And we have been very, very lucky to not only see the old guard like Phil Rivers and them continue to play at the height of their powers, but also see the young guys like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff come in and hold their own. When we're looking at games between Luke Falk and Trevor Simeon and some of the names that I'm hearing that are going to be starting, we as watchers of the NFL are in for some rough, rough times. I'm interested to see how the gambling aspect turns of it. But speaking of gambling, Drew. Yes, sir. Still in that super contest. I am. Last week or two weeks ago to start us off, you went four and one. This week, how'd you do? Uh, I went four and one. There it is. There right. it is. I, I am. Right. I am. I'm eight and two, boys. Uh, we're not. We're not uh, popping the corks yet. It's a marathon, as you know, not a race. But yep. uh, I'm in the top fifty of the world, so we're gonna keep pressing on. That's that's not bad. Dude, that's, that's, a, that's not bad I at all. I feel like that's a pretty good place to be. Well, after and a if couple I of may, weeks. if I may, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, my only two losses in the Super Contest come from a beautiful team in the Steel City called the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> now, uh, so why do you keep betting on them? Well, they're going to be in my they're going to be in my penalty box, <laughs> and uh, for for for, for uh, the the time being. And also, just so you know, there's been two best bets given out on this podcast betting against the New England Patriots, yep. and the Patriots have won those two games to combine 76-3. to three. Don't bet against so the Patriots. So if you hear any of us bet against the Patriots, just just, just, don't, just don't mute bet it. Against, oh, I could have told you it. that already. What do you just think? I haven't it. bet against the Patriots you, this Dangles. year because you shouldn't bet against the Patriots. Dangles so, is hey. literally sitting here in a shirt that says Brady with a goat in the middle. He, yeah, he does have that shirt on. It's an awesome he shirt. Lives, but he or, lives the gimmick. But guys, he or is he not the goat? He guys, lives the gimmick. As the goat of coaching would say, Bill Belichick in the Super Contest, on to week three. Absolutely. We're on to week three, and I'm excited for it. But, Dangles, what did we do on Sunday? Our week two is a little bit different. I made fun of you for uh, gloating about your seats, and then what did he do, Drew? He decided to take little old me. Yeah. Little Can you old believe me that? You texted me at the games. game. Hey, man, I'm at the game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that uh, it, it shook out shook out a little differently than I expected. Yeah. I was uh, planning on taking my wife, and she decided last minute that she wanted to take Sunday to herself and relax, have the house to herself. Yep. Which, dude, I love a Sunday to myself at the house or just any day. Who like doesn't? you know, You know what I mean? It's nice to just have that space. So I was like, great. You know what? We'll call 
Tone. We'll go to the game, and uh, it was it was a good time. We tailgated a little bit beforehand. I have to say, uh, and I think Tony will agree with me here. Uh, Los Angeles is still figuring out how to tailgate. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, yes. um, I, I literally like Tony and I. Right before we went into the game, we um, we you know we grabbed a beer from our cooler and we walked over just across the parking lot where we were tailgating, and there was a big old cadre of Saints fans just clad black and gold everywhere. Jazz music playing. They had a DJ. You know that's when the Saints go marching in. We're playing. It was unbelievable. As a dance party, we just kind of walked into the middle of it, started grooving, got some shit from Saints fans because we were. Decked out in Rams gear, of yep. course. Um, and then I turn around, and there's some schmo like three parking spots away trying to lift his tent up and like <laughs> struggling to get his tailgate tent, bad you news. know, put up. And Tony and I just kind of looked at each other and we were like, it's just, it was that moment where we were sort of both thinking the same thing like, here's a city that knows how to party for football. Like, here's a city that gets behind its team. You know, even though the Rams are good, like there's no yep. reason Los Angeles fans shouldn't be behind the Rams. They're a very good team. It was a rematch it, of the NFC Championship. Yeah, exactly. And this A was not sold out. Yep. B, the seats were not filled by. We had people on like in the row in front of us and in the same row as us who showed up like halfway through the third quarter. Yep. There's a, a, and, a Los and, Angeles is an interesting town for that. And also we can't we we can't excuse the Laker Dodger traffic because it's a Sunday. Everyone knows in Los oh, Angeles. Well, no, I will say the traffic. It's a disaster. I, I am amazed at how shitty it's run over there. I mean, what's going on? I'm I mean, amazed is, is at that how forever going to damn abs- the city? And be- it's an absolute. Let me ask you guys something real quick. In Inglewood, do you guys think it's going to be some lively? I hope so. I, we I hope, mean, we hope so. Well, because well, we, we were talking, we were talking about yeah. it. Dangles and I were talking about this. I come from uh, uh, New England. I've been to a bunch of stadiums sure. at Gillette. When they built Gillette, they did not expect 80,000 people to be there every weekend. So when you go to Gillette, it's in the middle of nowhere. There's right. only one road to get in and get out. It's it's Route 3. You cannot go anywhere else but there. The old Pontiac Silverdome. As soon as you get off the highway, though, there is cones and policemen and people telling you you're, you're going to what lot? You're in that lane. Get in that lane. Get in this lane. There's just navigation and people guiding you, and it's a system. It's a fucking clockwork machine. It's great. In Los Angeles, it's a fucking shit show. Still, mm. they do U.S. USC's played there forever. I don't understand how you haven't figured this out yet. But me and Dangles were in lanes and we were just not moving and not knowing what was going on. It was insane. We got walked. There were in. traffic cops with green lights, we just not in. even like not even waving people through, and there was no one in the crosswalks. I, I don't want to go through this because we've complained about the call scene before. It has not gotten any better. We walked in at twelve fifty-five. One stadium, uh, one booth to sell beer wouldn't accept cash because they didn't get the iPads from the, ah. the people that were supposed to give them. I didn't know they didn't have cash or else I wouldn't wait in line. No one's there to tell you. The next booth we went into, I waited five extra minutes to get a beer because they ran out of hot dogs and people kept asking for hot dogs. Who runs out of hot dogs on opening night at war before, before the game kickoff starts. Before the is game insanity. Starts. Anyway, we had a blast, Dangles. Thank you for the taking me. I definitely had a lot of fun. A lot of Sounds fun. like a great fan experience. It Never was go, a bummer. It was a bummer. Well, and this, and, this segues, and this segues well into our next conversation. And, Drew, you know, this is where you'll get to make your point. Because while we were at this game, of yes. course, uh, we are watching. We're enjoying ourselves. And then all of a sudden, we look out on the field. And who should be starting under center but number five in black and gold? And Tony crazy. and I look at each other and go, what the hell is going on? And suddenly word starts to spread through our section. Teddy Bridgewater's in the game. Why? Teddy Bridgewater in the game and we see Drew Brees over on the sideline you could see it you could see a little bit of tape around his hand and everybody started to wonder what's going on of course checking your phones all that sort of stuff so Drew Brees God forbid you check your phone in that stadium stadium, it doesn't work so Drew Brees obviously uh, turns out when uh, in the middle of a throw he high-fived Aaron Donald really really fucking hard which you shouldn't do and he hurt his thumb stayed in Los Angeles overnight uh, after the game to get a hand specialist's uh, uh, opinion 
He's going to be out for about six weeks. Yep. Uh, we're also missing Sam Darnold. Uh, we're also missing Nick Foles. Ben Roethlisberger goes down for in that year. game for the year with an elbow injury. Quarterbacks are falling off the face of the it earth, sucks. you guys. It sucks. Because, Dangles, we do the QB list. Uh, Drew has obviously not taken part in it yet, but the left coast is QB list. We list all the QBs that have ever started a game. There's a reason every year there's about 54, 55. People get hurt. People get injured. People get sat behind. Now we got Daniel Jones coming to New York. But I'm nervous about the rate of these quarterbacks dropping off. Drew, I know you want to talk about some of the older guys and how it might be uh, might be the end of the line for a few of them. Sure. I mean, guys, I'm watching uh, the games at the Copper Mine in Woodland Hills. I did not have any uh, poor experiences. I had 10 TVs, air-conditioned, cold beer. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed your Never go to a game again. Um, traffic uh, <laughs> nightmares. But um, what I'm watching, guys, is I'm watching, out of the last 14 seasons, I'm watching four quarterbacks with a combined six Super Bowl mm-hmm. championships, okay? Six Lombardi trophies. That is Eli Manning. That is Ben Roethlisberger. That is Drew Brees. And that is... Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking at is four guys that I'm not sure they can play the the position anymore. Now, I know that Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger have uh, two. I think Roethlisberger has two years on his contract. I believe Brees has one. And I know injuries are different than just being washed up. But I'm watching these guys play. Drew Brees is 40, guys. Yep, He's 40 years old. Ben Roethlisberger is 37. He's out for the year. Eli Manning's 38. He started 232 games. Do you know his record as a starting quarterback is an even 500? Yep. He obviously got benched today in, in favor of Daniel Jones. I think anyone that watched that Giants-Bills game said that is the right choice. Absolutely. Joe Flacco doesn't look like he knows how to throw a football. I, 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 I'm I so dumbfounded by Elway's uh, uh, analysis of him. I, I, I'm very, very Elway's confused. Elway's got a he's, spotty he, career with no, he, well, QBs. Well, people, he, he has a hard-on for tall quarterbacks. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah. And Flacco's tall. He sits in the pocket. He looks terrible. What I'm watching, as I'm watching these four quarterbacks, for the last 14 years, they've had six Super Bowls combined. I wonder if it's the end of the line for all of them. Now, I know Drew Brees had a good year last year. I know he looked good against the Texans. I know he's expected back this year. But by all accounts and purposes, he'll probably have a good year. But he's 40 years old, guys. Yep. I think this is the change in the guard of it this stinks. era. God bless Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl MVP. He should not be starting quarterback in the, in no, the National he, Football absolutely League. Absolutely not. He, he can't. Absolutely I feel the same not. thing about Joe Flacco. Yeah. I mean, if there's 29 guys better than Joe Flacco, then, you know, I'm just – I guess I'm a poor value. I I, I, I don't know. And, and again, the, the, the season's early. Well, this, this is why it's overreaction. You know, the Broncos could go on. I just I, – I, I'm telling you, I'm out on Flacco. He's that's awful. That's the scary part about Flacco and all that stuff because we're going to see now seven new names take the helm that weren't supposed to be their projected week one starter, that seven new names are going to take the helm in week three, and seven of them might be worse than Joe Flacco. That's where we are right now. We don't know. QB is the toughest position to play in the sport, and it's tough to find 32 people that can do it co- competitively. It's sad to see. I hope you're wrong. Drew Brees, Big Ben, Phil Rivers, Tom Brady. I hope you're wrong. I want them to play forever. But obviously, Father Time is undefeated. Brady's been defying age for years. We'll see about that. I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is as healthy, and probably Drew Brees not either. But, um, you know, there is going to come a day when we'll wake up as Patriots fans, and Tom Brady will not be the starting quarterback of the Patriots on Sunday. Single tier. Single tier. And that's when the rapture happens and Christ comes back. (laughs) Before we move on. I do want to take these seven names that are going to be starting week three, and I want to marry, fuck, kill them real fast and see what you guys think about the seven QBs that are now taking the helm for their teams. I'm going to give you seven names real quick. We'll go around the table. Just give me a marry, fuck, kill on them. These are all the backups. Jacoby Brissett in Indy, Gardner the man Minshew, 
Luke Falk for those woeful New York Jets. Mason Rudolph coming in to help the Steelers. Teddy Bridgewater hopefully holding the ship above water for the for the Saints. Kyle Allen coming in for Cam Newton, who's not expected to play. And Daniel Jones getting his first start of his career with his GM's life on the line. Dangles, give me a marry, fuck, kill out of those seven names. Sure thing. I'm marrying Jacoby Brissett. That's easy. He's carried a team on his shoulders for a season already. If I'm a coach, he's a guy I can trust. It's not that hard. I am fucking Daniel Jones. I really Woo! like what I saw out of him in the preseason. I think there's a lot to be excited about. He's calm in the pocket. I'm excited to see what he can do for the Giants. I think they can only go upward from here, honestly. Yep. And I'm going to kill ugh, Teddy Bridgewater, I think. This is not good. He did not I mean, look good in, in He LA. didn't look good. And you could sur- certainly attribute that to the fact that he got sort of, you know, tossed into the fire and, and, and you know, maybe he wasn't ready to pick up the offense against yep. the Rams defense. And anytime you have to step into the ring against Aaron Donald coming at you yep. from all different... I saw I saw a tweet from J.B. Long, the, the, the Rams play-by-play announcer on the radio today where he had he was a, a quad box of pictures of all the different places they lined Aaron Donald up in like the second corner on the yep. line just having to deal with that at the quarterback position is is an absolute nightmare that said I also just don't think that Teddy Bridgewater he has had a chance to lead a team and he hasn't really been that great. His touchdown to interception ratio has been bad in past years. He only passed for over 3000 yards once in the two seasons that he like led led it. He just he hasn't been good and I don't know even with the weapons that he has if he's going to be able to pull it. Well, as someone who took the season long New Orleans over, Dangles, I hope you're dead wrong. Drew, mm. Mary fuck kill. Well, not to uh, uh, shout out my boy Dangles here, but I, I agree. Of course I'm marrying Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I, I think that AFC South is going to be an absolute dogfight. I, I, I think all four of those teams are very equally matched. And I think Jacoby Brissett is the man with the plan. I love his leadership. I'm so you're definitely marrying him. I'm definitely marrying Jacoby Brissett. Who are you fucking out of those six other names? Who wouldn't I fuck besides Gardner? Ah, Minshew! Yeah. I yeah. love him, and I, I was wrong too, about man. him. I, I threw shade at him last week here. Tony, you, you were all over him. That was a great bet by you. I just think he's got some swag. I'm not. I love I'm, him. I, I'm not saying he's the next. He's not. I don't think he's the second coming of Kurt Warner by any stretch. I love. But him. at the same time, I like what he has to offer. Yep. And again, not to shout out my boy Dangles, but I'm absolutely killing Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I think the horrific, okay. the, the, the the horrific leg, the, the horrific yes. leg injury was. It was. It, it, everyone felt for him. He was out for two years. You know, he's a guy that, by all accounts, is a great guy, a great teammate. I think he's in trouble. I don't know, man, because that it's tough to come in against a very good defense when you don't know you're starting and take the helm. Uh, some people can do it, some people I agree, can't. I agree. I, I, think meant Teddy, to, I said that. I think Teddy working with the full week. I don't think New Orleans is that far lost. He's only got to do six weeks. Go three and three. Keep him in contention. I think he can do that. I'm not killing him. I am marrying Jacoby. I think that's an easy marry. I'm fucking Gardner Minshew because he is so calm. Why he is you? so calm. He's making mistakes, as all rookies do, but they're the mistakes that are fixable. They're the you're holding onto the ball for too long. You're not seeing the pass rush. You're pay, you know, they're mistakes you kind of want to see as a coach because it means exactly. you're learning. He's making all the throws. He's making the right reads. It's just you got to be a little bit quicker, and that comes with time. I think Gardner and the Jacksonville team altogether, Jalen Ramsey aside, is in for a good year if they continue this way. The person I'm killing, though, is Luke Falk because I pay attention mm, to the yeah, NFL. He was a disaster. I know a lot of NFL players. I like to think I know a lot more than the average Joe about who these NFL players are, and I had no fucking clue who Luke Falk was when he came into the game. He looks like a guy who's in my acting class, and that's not an NFL <laughs> quarterback. Okay, so I'm killing Luke Falk just because I don't know who he is. Before we move on, though, Dangles, I know Jacksonville mm-hmm. is your uh, your little side team, your little your little affairs with the Jaguars. Side piece. 
Jalen Ramsey, after they after they went for two and did not get it, Jalen Ramsey is seen arguing with Doug Marone, two hot-headed individuals coming to head on the sideline. They had a rough start to the year. Stuff has gone wrong for them. Jalen Ramsey has demanded a trade. Jacksonville has given him a, a press conference where he answered all these, these questions about his trade and was showing who he was. He's been on that team for about three, four years. He's one of the best lockdown corners in the league, yet he is a headache, obviously, and a strong personality. Sometimes... Uh, the best, the best thing to do is to break off a marriage that just doesn't work. What do you think is going to happen, and why do you think we got here? I think one of two things has to happen in Jacksonville. They're at a crossroads. Either they have to fire Doug Marone and keep Jalen Ramsey mm. at least through uh, the rest of this year, hoping that firing him, because he clearly doesn't get along with Doug Marone, I think that's part of the problem. Um, uh, hoping that firing Doug Marone will ease Jalen Ramsey long enough that he can kind of, you know, they can figure out what, what happens next. Or they have to trade him away, obviously. Yeah. But the Jaguars kind of got themselves here because after they made it to the AFC championship game that they almost won and a lot of people think they should have won they didn't extend any of their uh pro bowl defensive stars the guys who got them there instead they gave Blake Bortles a three-year 54 million dollar deal with 26 and a half mil of that guaranteed they're now eating 16 and a half million dollars in cap space Mm. because of that deal when they could have offered that money to any of those guys on their defense who actually helped get them to that championship game um you know Malik Jackson, Tayshawn Gibson, Barry Church, these guys all leave in the offseason. Blake Bortles has an awful year in 2018, ends up getting cut. Uh, and, you know, he mentioned wanting an off, uh, 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 an extension in the offseason, doesn't get it. Um, so the team already is kind of saying we're not interested in giving, like, even though you're the top you know, lockdown corner, maybe in league, you're not getting this extension. And you mentioned you mentioned him being a lockdown corner. He's been playing in zone a lot yes. this year, and that is another thing that is pissing him off. So this is all, I guess, to say that it, it seems like – and then and then obviously Nick, uh, the Jaguars signing Nick Foles to this massive deal, four years, $88 million, 50 of it guaranteed. That's more cap space that they eat up. So now they're in a position where Jalen Ramsey wants more money. They can't give it to him because they don't have the money to do it because they've got this fat Nick Foles contract – he played 10 snaps, 11 if you count his clavicle getting broken. Uh, and then you have this this Blake Bortles contract, which is obviously moot because Blake Bortles is here in Los Angeles. Yep. So all this to say the Jaguars made a series of decisions that have led them to this point. They could have headed this off by paying Jalen Ramsey, which they should have done because he's top three corners in the league. Yep. Do you uh, think there's any uh, way to... So that's where I see that I'm kind of like, I feel bad for them but that they have to deal with this. But at the same time, I do think Jalen Ramsey should get paid. And I think that they have now made their bed and they need to sleep in it. So now Jalen Ramsey coming out says he wanted a trade. Minka Fitzpatrick has been traded from the Dolphins. Jamal Adams is looking for a trade out of the New York Jets. A lot of these young, powerful, upstart, first-round defensive backs, defensive players are looking to leave teams that are not where they're supposed to be because they want to win, even though they're only 23 24. They have not experienced the decades of losing that a guy like Calvin Johnson goes through. Now we're in an era where people are saying, I want to trade even though I have X years of contract uh, left. Do you think this is something that comes from the NBA that is affecting the NFL and this is going to become a trend more than anything? 100%. Yeah. I mean, these these NFL players are, are on Twitter envious of these NBA contracts. Oh, yeah. I mean, these contracts that the that the basketball players get are crazy, yep. and they can kind of dictate where they play. Like, wh- I mean, as a professional athlete in in the same vein, why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. I'm not saying it's good for the game. I certainly don't enjoy it as as a fan or someone who 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 consumes NFL. Yeah. But of course, it, it it's a clutch sports culture. It's the NBA culture. Of course, it's yeah. it's, it's already and you said it best, Tony, today in the text. It is it is already. It took two weeks. 
and it's already it's leaching in. Yeah, it's, it really it, is. It, it's integrating itself in the NFL, and it's kind of it's kind of a dangerous precedent here. I'm a, I'm a little worried myself because I mean it's I understand where the players are coming from, and usually I am very much pro player in these arguments against player versus team. But at the same time, when you sign a contract, you are determined to play out that contract. It's why I got so mad when Andrew Luck decided to quit on his team right before the, the when you're in the season. I understand wanting to trade. I understand wanting to leave. But when you're in the season, you kind of make a commitment to the guys around you and a commitment to yourself. You have to finish the season out. You just have to. Unless you want to be like Vontae Davis and literally retire at halftime, I don't understand the, the the standing you have of saying, I'm not playing anymore, trade me to a team, and by the way, I'm only going to give you four well, locations I want I'm, to go to. He didn't say I'm not, uh, not going to play anymore. He said in his press conference today, I'm ready to go on Thursday if I'm still a Jaguar. Yeah. Like, I'm here to work. Like, he, he made it clear that he's still going to play. Yeah. He's still going to go out there. He's still going to do everything he has to. Um, I still I don't understand why they let him have this press conference because, to me, as a team, that allows the player to take control of the narrative, which is, if I'm a GM, I absolutely don't want happening. It gives him absolute control over everything that everyone sees see, on this. I see the opposite of that. he has first word on it. Yeah, but I see the opposite of that. I see, I would, either way, his word's going to get out. Either way, his message is going to get out. Why not stick him? in front of the snakes that are the reporters and say the reporter's going to eat you alive. The reporter's going to ask you the questions well, that you don't want to answer. I'll tell you what, the uh, press corps in Jacksonville is not that difficult exactly. to deal with. Exactly, exactly. But I guarantee you there were some questions there that Jalen Ramsey didn't want to answer or answer intelligently. To close this out, I think this is also has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of players saw what Le'Veon Bell did last year and they said, I can get more out of my team too. I can ex- not extort them. Is That's not the right word. But I can get, I am worth more and I can get more. And he sat out a year and he got a deal. Yeah, and, yeah, but he didn't. He, he, he didn't income for a year in his prime. Dangles like that. that that's yeah, he insane. Did. He, he did other stuff. He did his. No, my you know, that, that, that's insane. He had, and, he, and real quick, real and quick. Did he, did he need it? Did he need income? He probably pocketed every single game oh, check he crazy. had and lived off endorsements. Your shelf life as an NFL running back. Your shelf life as an NFL running back. You are done at the age of thirty. To waste one year in your prime, you're insane. And last thing I'll say is, wasn't this new CBA? supposed to correct all this with these rookie contracts weren't the veterans pissed that the rookies were coming in here and getting more guaranteed yeah. money yes. than the veterans yes. so they do these rookie scale contracts and now everyone's trying to get out of them after two years That's like it's a problem it's a problem C- when that cba goes up in a very short year and yeah, we are in trouble Le'Veon bell will look back on his year he set out and uh he'll be hurting but that's for it a long time. that is it for our intro section we had a long talk there's a lot to talk about there's a lot of stuff we didn't even reach on there's a lot of teams that are two and oh and oh and two that we need to figure out who they are we're going to do that in the next couple of sections but first we're going to play america's favorite game and that's gravestones okay ladies and gentlemen we are here at the gravestone game this is the part of the podcast where every host goes around and puts one team into the ground stating they will not make the playoffs at the end of the year the hope is by the end of the regular season we each have 12 teams left and those 12 teams are actually the ones that made the playoffs each week we kill teams and we do it in an order based on last week's pick'em standings. And Drew, you did the best last week. You'll be going first. I'll be going second. Dangles is third. The problem with going third, Diggity, is that he cannot choose a team that the other two hosts have chosen already. So, without any further ado, let us walk into the church and put some teams into the cold, hard ground. This is Gravestones. <laughs> Shaver the Sharp. Yes. You are stepping up to the altar, having already slit the throats of a dolphin and a cardinal. I love animals too. (laughs) Where will you be going this week? 
We're going to go to the Meadowlands. Mm. Can I ask you, boys, mm. what the falk is going on in New York City? They had Sam Darnold, the savior. He got mono. Mm. Joe Namath played quarterback for New York in the 60s. Slept with hundreds of women. Never got mono. Not once. Then they bring in Simeon Ankle Crunch. Oh, God. Snapped in half. Mm. Adam Gase. That press conference with those crazy eyes. Looked like Danny DeVito and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And just in case you guys think it's going to get better, the Jets' next four games, two against the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. Damn. Damn. This is not a burial. It's a cremation. The Jets are going up in flames. Good night, New York. Rest in peace. Okay, okay. I was sitting here, going second, ready to kill the other team in New York. But Daniel Jones gives me a little bit of hope. Just a little bit of hope. And that's all you need in that bleak, bleak city. So instead, I turn to the only city that might be more disgusting than New York. And that is Cincinnati. (laughs) Those Cincinnati Bengals. As high as that offense was in week one, that defense laid an absolute egg in week two. And if that's the team I'm going with, that ain't making the grade in January and February. Red Rifle, you're out. Dangles, you're up. This week I'll be killing the Washington Redskins. It's my second NFC East team. Sorry, I just, I don't know what else to say about it. Good night. They suck. Rest in peace. (laughs) And that is Gravestones. Left Coasters. Welcome back to the Left Coast Gamblers. Back at full volume. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are here in the week three pick'em. Drew did very well last year, went 13-3, and three, tying Dangles' week one record. 13-3 and three is the record to beat. Drew, on the season, my man, you were 25-7 and seven picking games. 25-7 and seven picking winners, you're doing a hell of a job. I went 10-6, and six, Dangles went 9-7. and seven. It's time for me and Dangles to up the ante and let's make this happen. Started us off with Thursday night football. All right, let's start with the place I used to call my home, Jacksonville, Florida, TIAA Bank Field. Your Thursday night game is Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans at Doug Marone's Jacksonville Gardner Minshew led Jacksonville Jaguars. I have a feeling this is going to bite me in the ass, but I like taking the home team in this situation. I'm going with Jacksonville. They play really well against uh, the home team. However, I am going to take Tennessee here. I think they're the better team. I will never bet against a coach that said he would cut off his dick for a Super Bowl victory. Give me the Titans. Wow. You guys don't think Jacksonville has a chance. I, mean, I do think I, Jacksonville has a chance. chance. I just think they Tennessee's going to win. really well in Houston. Yeah, they did. I but agree. Houston was short rest. I agree. This is this is a home, this is a home game. Um, you know, it's gonna be a good game. Gardner, Gardner, give me Gardner. All right, let's go to Sunday. All right, let's go to Sunday. First game of the day. This is the start of the ten o'clock Pacific, one o'clock Eastern slate. We have the Cincinnati Bengals at uh, Orchard Park to take on the Bills in Buffalo. I just fuck Buffalo, man. Can I go? Yeah. Why? What no one. Chuck us the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Give me the Bills, baby. Absolutely. I can't believe this shit ass Buffalo team is gonna be three and zero. Give they me are. Buffalo. They oh, are. Think, be, they are going to be. I don't think they're shit ass. Going to be three and zero, and I don't think they're shit ass at all. Also, give me Buffalo. Unbelievable. Unbelievable indeed. All right, uh, let's head to Philadelphia. Lions at Eagles. I I don't want to talk about Detroit. Give me Philadelphia. Fuck Detroit. Really? You don't think Detroit's going to be able to squeeze this one out? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. They won uh, in just unbelievable. Alshon Jeffries not going to be playing. Yeah, 
Great. If if Philly's yeah. secondary, Philly... I'm thirsty, Tony. Yeah, I know. I owe you two uh, beers for a bullshit victory. It also cost me so much goddamn money, dude. I had every bet tied to those charges. Well, you're just bitter. You're not thinking with your head. I you're really thinking with can't. Your money. As much as I'd like to, and I do think Philly's banged up. The Lions have a shot. They're not going to win on the road in Philly. I'll take Philly. Man, yeah, I'm going to take the Eagles. I want to pick against you guys, but that would just be dumb. All yeah. right, uh, next game, let's move on. This one should be pretty easy, guys. The New York Jets head to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Patriots. I'm going with New England. Anybody not anybody taking the Jets I'll here? Anybody Patriots. think Luke Falk can beat the freaking Patriots defense? Great. Let's move on to the next game on the slate. The Oakland Raiders head to the boat in Minneapolis to take on the Vikings. This is a very interesting game to me because Oakland played really well these past two games. Uh, uh, Kansas City had four touchdowns in one quarter, didn't score for the rest of the game. Derek Carr's got to play better if they're going to win this game. I think Minnesota wins, but Kirk Cousins plays like shit recently. I'm going to give Minnesota the win. I wouldn't be surprised if Oakland pulls it out. Drew, you're looking at me funny. Yeah, I mean, Oakland played uh, four quarters against a bad Denver team and played a good first quarter against the Chiefs team. Then they sucked. I watched that whole game. Uh, give me the Vikings. They're going to roll. The Vikings at home. This defense is going to shut Derek Carr down. All right, next up, my pick for the best game of the morning slate. We have Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore oh, yeah. Ravens heading to Arrowhead to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. This, this is, is a, a tough one, one guys. It, it, it's a coin flip. I can see Kansas City's offense running absolutely all over the Ravens' defense. I can see the Ravens' defense shutting them down like relatively. I think Patrick Ugh. Mahomes will probably still throw for two touchdowns at Stop least. It. But, you know, I can see it going either way. I really can. Kansas City has not played a full game yet. They have not played a full game yet. They they have played very well in stretches and very poorly in other stretches against two inferior opponents. I think Kansas City wins this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore takes it to them. I'm also going to take Kansas City just because of the home field advantage and that place is so loud. And I just think they're going to be they're going to be amped up for it. Um, and I just I mean, Kansas City I think is is the better team. Tony, you may be true. It may be true that Kansas City hasn't put together a full game. Um, I think that's more by design, kind of keeping their playbook vanilla when they get a big lead. Mm. Let's let's Lamar Jackson, the MVP talks, the best fantasy player out there, blah, blah, blah. Let's let's keep in mind he's played against the Miami Dolphins and yep. the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. I think he's in there for a rude awakening in one of the best home fields in all of football, Arrowhead Stadium. Give me the Chiefs. Wow. Okay. All right, next up, uh, the Atlanta Falcons travel to Indianapolis to take on the Colts at Lucas Oil. I, I don't know who Atlanta is. And you don't you know who I'm taking? Yeah, two and zero in the super contest. Keep feeding, keep feeding the horse, baby. Jacoby Brissett, Colts, 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 go horse. I'm going to take Indy as well. I will say though, uh, Atlanta has done very well against the run, and Indy needs Marlon Mack if they're going to continue to win games. I'm excited to see that matchup. Atlanta's D line versus uh, uh, the great O line of Indy. I'm going to take Indy as well. Atlanta's run game has been absolutely putrid Nothing. to start yeah, this game. Freeman uh, looks bad. Uh, it's been it's been really really rough. Uh, however, their pass game is very good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put myself on the back of the. Atlanta Falcons here. I, I like, like I like Atlanta to sneak in here and get one out. Uh, Broncos at Packers is your next game. This one's at Old Lambeau. A little nervous about this because looking ahead, they have Philly and Dallas on the schedule next. Uh, focus on Denver and beat this team you should beat. I'm going to pick Green Bay, but I'm a little nervous about it. I agree, Tony. This is a game the Packers traditionally, I think, just might look over, try to squeak by. I think it's going to be closer than people yeah. think. Um, not impressed with the Broncos' offense or D. Or, sorry, I'm not impressed with the Packers' offense, but I'm also uh, the Broncos are bad. Yeah, and it's Lambeau. I'll take the Packers. Yeah, yeah give me Green Bay here. Uh, all right, and we round out the t- uh, ten o'clock. Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern slate with the Miami Dolphins at the Dallas Dallas, Cowboys. Give me, give me Dallas. Dallas I'll here. take Dallas. So you only got eight games in the morning versus ten. That's much better NFL. Yeah, much, Thank you much for that. Yeah. We're all taking right. Dallas. Definitely much better. We're all taking Dallas. All right, on to the 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific slate. We begin with the New York football Giants heading to Ray J to take on the Buccaneers in Tampa. I'm picking Daniel Jones and the Giants. Ooh. 
Tampa Bay Ooh, did not okay. impress me with their win against Carolina. Carolina has the better no, team. No, they did but because they, they didn't apart. win. They didn't win that game. Carolina, Carolina lost, lost that game. Uh, so I'm excited to see a team. Whenever you get a new quarterback, that team gets energized. Everyone sort of comes together and plays with a little bit more swagger. I'm saying Daniel Jones. Buccaneers defense is not fantastic. I look for Saquon to have a little bit of love, and Daniel Jones just give me one big pass, give Saquon some room. I'm picking the Giants. Uh, 20 seconds. I need to apologize to Saquon Barkley because in my handicap against the Bills and the Giants last week, somehow I forgot to mention the Giants have Saquon Barkley. Yep. He's so awesome. Yep. Um, I'm really excited to watch this game. Give me the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, that's wait. We'll give you the Bucks. Interesting. Give the Ooh, Bucks. Ooh. Break the tie. I'm siding with you here, Tony. I'm going with the Giants. I agree. I think they're going to get a boost from having Daniel, Daniel Jones in. And for the love of God, Daniel Jones, if you are smart, check down. Yeah. Give the ball to Saquon Barkley in space and let him do your job for you. Just check it down. That's all you got to do. Give me the Giants here. Probably by less than a touchdown. Uh, next, we move on to uh, Arizona where we have the Carolina Panthers trying to redeem themselves against the Arizona Cardinals. They will be camless. Yeah. That, well, we don't know that for sure. They may be camless. Yeah, they may be camless. Uh, uh, I'm still taking Arizona. They've really impressed me the two games they've played. Give me the Cardinals with uh, Kyle Mur- Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury first NFL win. Yeah, I like to I like him to get his first NFL win here too against a Panthers defense that hasn't really shown out they so really much haven't. Uh, this year so far. All right, uh, next up, the Pittsburgh Steelers head into the Bay Area to play San Francisco, and I'm pretty sure they're touchdown underdogs going into this game Two against and o, Jimmy San Fran. 2-0, Jimmy uh, I swung and missed with the 49ers assessment going into week two. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I I, I don't know where to go on this game, though, because Mason Rudolph did not look terrible. He did not. He did not he look terrible. He also looked better than Big Ben Here, in the first half. I'll I know Ben was hurt, but he looked much better than I'll Ben. I'll solve the riddle for you. The Niners have their starting quarterback, and the Steelers do not. Give yeah. me San Francisco. Yeah. You know what's going to make me take San Fran? That D-line for San Fran is causing havoc yeah. against the two teams they've played, and Pittsburgh is very much a run-first team. With yep. with Mason, too, you're going to need to run the ball. I don't think they're going to be able to. I'm going to take San Fran as well. I'll take San Fran as well. All right, next up we have the New Orleans Saints, led by Teddy Bridgewater, heading into CenturyLink Field to take on the 12th man in the Seattle Seahawks. It's going to be loud. This stinks. This stinks. This is a game that I would have loved Seattle, to see Drew give Brees me play. Seattle, give me Seattle at yeah, home. I'm taking Seattle as well, but wouldn't you have loved to see Drew Brees play in oh, Seattle against Oh, this would have been so 2-0? much fun. This game would have been great. It, but uh, Teddy Bridge over Troubled Water is going to have a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, at, give me the Seahawks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Seahawks. Uh, okay, last game of the afternoon slate features the Houston Texans heading to StubHub. Or is it StubHub still? I don't know what the hell it's called now. Who cares? They're not going to be there next year. It's the Texans versus the Chargers. It was an interesting game. Both of these teams did not play the way they wanted to. Houston squeaked by with a win. The Chargers gave up a loss. I'm, I don't know where this game is going to go. It's going to tell a lot about these two teams with who wins. I think I'm going to take Houston. I think it's a coin flip too, Tony. One possession game. Uh, or sorry, it comes down to a field goal. Give me the Texans. Yeah. I'm going Chargers here. I like them at home. I think this is uh, yeah. I, I just like them. Uh, the the Steelers off. I'm sorry, the Texans offensive line uh, still hasn't proven to me yeah. that they're able to protect jo- uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And uh, uh, as you know, I love me some Melvin Ingram and uh, Joey Bosa. Obviously, on the other side of that defensive line, uh, those are two very formidable pass rushers. I'm going to be willing to bet that Gus Bradley and that Chargers defense are going to try and get after Deshaun Watson early and often. Yeah. Give me the Chargers. Sunday night game. Uh, and this is only a spread of three points. I cannot figure out why the Los Angeles Rams at the Cleveland Browns. Rams, and it's not even close. Yeah, I don't think so either. This is like a touchdown win for the Rams. Well, see, I disagree with you guys there. I, In fact, going into Monday night, I was hoping any sign of the Browns 
performance would lead me to take the Browns this week. I can't do it. I got to take the Rams, yep. but I do think it's going to be a, a tight game. Nah, yeah, well, we'll we'll see. It's going to be fun. It'll be a fun Sunday night game one way or another. I'm excited for that game. one. The next game <laughs> is probably not going to be so much fun. The Monday night slate looking well, forward and is here's, terrible. Here, by okay, the way. Here's the thing. Like this game, I'm looking at this game and I'm going. The, there's no like major injuries here that would have like made me go okay. Well, the NFL scheduled this like when you know uh, th- they didn't know that it yeah. wasn't going to be so so much of a, a barn burner. No, this this game was probably going to be a fucking six three matchup from the get go. It's the Chicago Bears in Landover, Maryland, playing the Redskins at FedEx Field. I'm taking the Bears, although the Redskins have impressed me with the way they've played. They've, they're much better than their records suggest the Redskins are. Case Keenum seems to be doing pretty decently. I, I like Case Keenum better than Joe Flacco right now. I but agree. I'm taking Chicago because that defense plays real. Chicago, luckiest team in the world. Luckiest I, team in the world. I watched the whole Bears-Broncos game, guys. I got to take the Redskins here. I'm telling you what. I, I really, I really, uh, I know you've been on it for a while, Tony, saying Mitch stinks. I, I, he stinks. I mean, their offense is a disaster. How about that awful rough in the passer against Mitch in the final drive? It was pretty bad. It was was horrendous. So I'll take the Redskins in a game that they know they like there, there's only going to be a handful of games they they can win this year. This is one of them. I think they're going to win them. The right only now. reason I'm taking Chicago is because Washington just doesn't have a home field. They're worse than the L.A. Chargers. There's going to be ten times more Chicago fans there than there are Redskins. That fans. is true. Yeah, uh, I, I'm taking the Bears here. Uh, I don't think that uh, the Redskins are going to be able to deal with the the Bears defense at all. I mean, it's you know. Uh, if I have to see more, the Trent Williams list off offensive line is not going to be able to handle the pass no. rush of Akeem Hicks and uh, uh, Khalil Mack. It's just and their, their their defense is just through and through very good. Yeah. I don't think Mitch Trubisky has to be good. God, he stinks. You guys see Eddie Jackson fly around for the Bears? He's yeah. awesome. He's awesome. I said he's like a young Ed Reed. He was, he, was, he was good. Yeah, he's awesome. All right, that's it for the pick. I'm a big a big week. A big week. A lot of fun games. Can't wait to see how it all turns out. Let's move on, however, to the Dangles led King of the Coast. Man. Coasters. And welcome back now to the Left Coast as we are at the King of the Coast. We are the Left Coast's podcast. Tony Cavallo, Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Drew, Schaefer the Sharp, Schaefer Crookston. i got to figure out your nickname. There's got to be an easy way to say that. Regardless, we are here with the Left Coast's podcast, the Left Coast Gamblers. You can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, all over the place. If you could do us a favor, reach down into your heart and give us a review, give us a like, give us a subscription. It will help us grow. Tell your friends about us. We were just trying to get this podcast rolling and help you win some money because every one of these uh, hosts right here, including Dangles, is doing so well in the Pick'em Challenge and the King of the Coast that these bets are hitting. So if you want to make some money, if you want to help your friends make some money, get the word out there. The Left Coast Gamblers is where you need to go to hear your gambling news about the NFL. Dangles, my man, two weeks in a row. You have just one and one and one and one. You are now up from 100 units to 110.5 units. You know, I'd units. have so much money wow. if I was actually betting on the bets that I made. You're supposed units. to tell people you're actually betting, Dangles. The two guys, the two guys that are supposed to be good at this, myself and Schaefer the Sharp, I'm at 101.5 starting from 100. Drew's at 99 starting from 100. It's we a gotta fight, do, baby. we got to do more. It's a pillow we fight. we got to do better. It's a pillow fight. And it starts right now because you know right what now. I like? I like the board this week. I didn't like it last week. I was a little bit I tepid. Hate the board this I week. like the board I this week. I hate the board this week. So, so that much. makes me go to you first, Dangles, because I want to hear your first bet. We make three bets each week in King of the Coast. Same rules as last week. You got to spend at least eight overall, and the max bet is five. So, Dangles, what do you got? 
for your first bet and 110.5 units to spend. All right, fun first bet. Hundred and how many you said? Ten. 110.5 units 110. for you. Oh, you know how much you have, Dangles. No, I really don't. I was, I was, I, I okay. really, I wanted, I wanted to double check. First, uh, first bet. I got a little parlay action here. Gonna of have course some, he does. Gonna See, have some fun. See, I knew he was gonna get too big for his britches. No. This is the oh, start that, of a you downfall. Said, you said that last week. It's not a super ambitious bet. I think, I think it's smart. I'm taking the KC Baltimore under at 54 and a half. Huh. That's minus 110. I think it's gonna be a little more defensive than people think. I, I think it's mostly going to be on the Ravens side of things. I think the Chiefs are going to underperform on offense, and, and the Ravens, for the with the exception of that first week game against Cincinnati, I don't think are typically a 41-point-a-week okay. team. Uh, and I'm also including with that the Ravens to cover the spread at plus 7. Wow, so you I got like the Ravens cover plus the 7 plus and the seven. under 54.5 in that Correct, game. for a total of 4 units. Spending 4 units? Yes, so that would be 4 units to win 10. Four to win ten. Big old parlay. Under and Baltimore plus seven. Well, Drew, I was going to go to you next, but uh, since Dangles already brought it up, let me take my bet. I'm going to take three of my lowly 101.5 units, three of my units, and I'm putting it on the Kansas City-Baltimore over. Over 54.5 because I think this game, Dangles, is going to be a lot like the L.A. uh, Rams-Kansas City game from last year. Both of these offenses are clicking. Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson can score from anywhere on the field. I think it's going to be points flying in this game. The over 54.5 for three units. Drew, what's your first bet? Well, I'm actually going to take an under uh, with Dangles, but I'm going to go away from that game over Arrowhead. I'm actually going to take the Green Bay-Denver under 43. This seems like a no-brainer to me. Denver can't score. Not been impressed with Green Bay's offense whatsoever. And Denver's defense is Denver's defense. I think this is a game that Green Bay, like you said, Tony, might kind of be looking ahead, might try to escape by, just milk the clock, shorten the game. I like the under here at 43. Don't feel that confident, though. Confident enough to bet two units. Two units on the under 43 in Green Bay and Denver. I like it. I looked at it. I hope Green Bay scores a little bit more than that. But I like the bet. Dangles, your second bet. All right, my second bet is going to be the Steelers to cover the spread, plus seven. I like that. I like okay, it. I like fair. it to cover the spread. I like what I've been reading and hearing about Mason Rudolph's yeah. connection with James Washington. Yeah. They were teammates together at Oklahoma State. James Conner sounds like he's going to be healthy for the game. Um, look, this guy's again, like we said with Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to have a week to practice. He's off. He knows the offense. He has to as the backup quarterback. That's not an option. Um, it's just going to take some time and some reps and everything. He's still got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's still got Vance McDonald. Um, these are guys that are reliable in the red zone. And obviously, Juju is a top ten wide receiver in the NFL. I. I think they're going to do better than people think. They're not going to be the regular Steelers, but will they cover a touchdown spread? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Having had especially seven. against the Niners. How many units are you putting on it? Uh, I am putting th- uh, uh, three units on this bet. Three units on Pittsburgh plus seven. Having had the uh, Steelers in the Super Contest last week, I wish I could say I lost because <laughs> Roethlisberger got hurt. Rudolph was an upgrade over Roethlisberger. He, really he got was. Second half. He, he played Roethlisberger well. looked terrible. He Obviously played he well. Hurt, but I, 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 like, I like Rudolph. He's all right. Drew, what's your second bet? I like this bet a lot, boys. I'm going to bet three units on Seattle minus four. I don't believe uh, that Teddy Bridgewater can go into a rough, rough environment yep. on the road and keep that game close. I think Seattle is playing with the utmost confidence with that road win in Pittsburgh. Great home field. Um, give me the Seahawks minus four for three units. I like it. I like that bet a lot. I was looking at it. I just, I need this. I, I, I believe in the Saints so much that I think they could sneak one out that Seattle might win with the last second field goal. But Seattle minus four for three units is your bet. My second bet 
I'm a little bit tepid to do this because I took a teaser last week. And mm. It was a two-team teaser. I took a teaser week one. It was a three-team teaser. I lost one of them. I won the other one. But I'm taking another three-team teaser. I'm testing the fates, testing the gambling gods and saying, give me these three teams. The first one is my Green Bay Packers at minus two. I think they can win this game. Philly. At minus a half a point against the Detroit Lions, all you got to do is win. All you got to do is win. And then the last one is Buffalo, which is a pick em to beat the Cincinnati Bengals at home. So that's Green Bay minus two, Philly minus a half, Buffalo in a pick em, two units to win three in my three-team tees. Dangles, your final bet. My final bet. Uh, I'm going to go with an either-or scenario here because this isn't something I could bet in a parlay. I will probably personally bet like a combo on this because I think both of these things will happen. It's also in Buffalo. I like the Bills' money line at minus 250 just to win Mm. all together, and I like them to cover the spread at minus six. I think they win by more than a touchdown here. Me personally, I need you to take one for the game. I'll go with the spread. Okay. I like the spread. I'll take the Bills spread at minus six on this. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a day on Cincinnati's uh, on Cincinnati's defense. I Buffalo like minus that. six for three units. Dangles playing a little bit safe this week. He can though. He's up the most. Drew, your final bet. Well, it's funny, guys. We have a lot of action over in Orchard Park, New York. I looked and at it too. I am going there right now. I am making my debut of my first teaser my money line parlay did not hit last week so i'm mm. going to try to tease it this week with two teams but i am betting a whole five units mm. and if you've been paying attention i am two and zero oh in the five unit bet so pay attention back up the brinks truck i am taking the buffalo bells at a pk and i'm also taking the kansas city chiefs at a pick em. tease those teams down to a pick em. five units to win five units. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Easy easy money there. Kansas City and Buffalo to win. Together, five for five. I like it. I like it. You know what was the easiest bet on the board for me, and I'm surprised you guys didn't take it after we talked about it? I stared at this line, and I didn't know what was going on. I looked up. Is someone injured? Is someone hurt? I don't know exactly where. high is this line where it is. I'm looking for the inefficiencies on the board, and I think I've found one. There is no way in hell the Los Angeles Rams don't cover the spread of minus right, three right? in Cleveland. That makes, I, looked at that, I looked at that too. Cleveland coming off a short week in Cleveland. They have not looked good against the two teams they've played. The Rams, however, have come against, and yes, Breeze got hurt, but that defense had all of its starters, and the L.A. Rams did a lot of what they wanted to do. I think L.A. goes down to Cleveland and beats the crap out of this team. I don't see that offense in Cleveland clicking yet, and Freddie Kitchens is not the head coach that Sean McVay is. L.A. Rams, minus three, max bet, five units. Let's go, Rams. Bronze plus three for a beer? Hmm. Haven't you already bought him enough mm. beers? No, he has week? bought me zero beers. He owes me four, by the way. He owes I've me purchased four beers. Him zero beers, but yeah, I owe him four, four beers. So Listen, I'm we're going to pay this up. If we're going to go one, you've got the Browns plus three for a beer. I got the Rams minus three for a beer. Yes? Yes. I take that bet. Let's do it. Boom. Shake on it. Another beer bet. That's how we're going to end this show. And that's it for the Left Coast Gamblers. I'm excited about this bet. I'm excited about this week. I really feel like I got a handle on this week. Green Bay, please beat the Broncos. Boys, you got anything to say before we head on out? Another week in the Super Contest, boys. Wish me luck. I'm keeping my head down and doing my thing. Dangles, you're your luckiest man I know right now. How do you feel? It's good to be a Patriots fan. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. It's good to have the Patriots in the Winners League. Woo! Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely is. My Winners League season is donezo. And that <laughs> is the end of the Left Coast Gamblers. Let's end as we always do with a hearty, heartfelt. Don't ever go to the Coliseum. Watch them on TV instead. Ram, Ram it. it. Two teams.
downstairs. I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. 